And they brought in executives to check it out. And they, they reassembled. They were like, no, no, it can't be. And they, they reassembled the car and got it to snap fit. And there was this long, awkward pause. And then one of the executives said, well, the customer will never notice. Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. It's just not right. Ramsey! <laughs> We're at same outfits, clearly same recording session as our last episode, and you chose yet again before pressing record to make a ridiculous yawning face. I just... The mind boggles. Anyway, hi, Marshall. Stage face. See you. Stage face. Stage face. Sure. Sure, absolutely. So this is It Doesn't Take a Genius. We believe it doesn't take a genius to uh, uh, learn and grow in the workplace. Uh, and we're certainly drawing on decades of experience that we've had making mistakes uh, to do this. Last episode, we were talking about from the perspective of a new employee, especially uh, a Generation Z employee who's just entering the workforce. And one of the things that we suggested was that you need to you know, be proactive in how you serve, proactively serve the organization. Don't just check boxes, but really do do things that not, not just go above and beyond, but like get to the purpose behind why we're serving. And um, and that's uh, that's from the Gen Z new hire employee perspective. But I, I hear you recently had it from the management perspective, what that looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. I did a, a, a workshop recently, and and there were fourteen uh, executive managers. Uh, they're running entire businesses, uh, all the same business, and and I had them for uh, the a three day workshop, and it was fascinating. Uh, you could tell uh, if they had people back home uh, who were in that serve mindset that you were talking about. And so if you want to, if you know, you've heard this before, right? If you, you know, the, the mark of a good leader is not how well the place runs when they're there. The mark of a good leader is how well does the place run when they're not there. Right. And, and as somebody just standing in front of the room, you could, you, you know, it just took just a few minutes just to figure out, right, who had to jump up and run out of the room every now and then to, to, to fight a fire. And then there were managers who, over the course of three days, hardly ever checked in. Uh, and didn't need to. Their people were handling everything yeah. uh, back home uh, absolutely flawlessly. And, and so, you know, gave you a real sense of, all right, who's built a team uh, that's filled with highly engaged, highly committed people. So the 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 new hires we were talking about last time, where we were basically saying, you know, what do you own? What's under your control? You own deciding whether or not you want to be a proactive server. And here you are pointing out, you know, by the way, you don't control all those employees, but what do you own? You own setting up a system and training and onboarding and encouraging the behavior of proactive service. So how do you do that? Well, I think the, uh, the, the way we always looked at it, it, what's the difference between commitment and compliance? Mm. Uh, so, you know, compliance is, is to me, it's situational, it's short term and, and compliance is you do it because I said so. Yeah. Uh, and the problem with, you know, compliance works as long as you're there, as long as you're riding herd over, over your team. Uh, but compliance is, is clearly evident that it doesn't work in your absence. 
because if I'm only doing it because you say so and you leave the building, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm not that committed to it. And so the difference between commitment and compliance, commitment is uh, you've explained so clearly the purpose and I have bought into the purpose. You've provided me with the, the training, the, the onboarding and the level of empowerment where I, I know the purpose. So I'm able to make decisions that align with that purpose. And I can, I can guess what you would do in the same situation. I'm yeah. committed to the thing. I could care less if the boss is there or not. I know what the right thing to do is, and I'm committed to do it. And you're so, making me think of, um, you know, I'm just going to say a couple brand names. Um, th this may be a bad idea. Uh, Porsche, you and I both have had some experience with Porsche. And one of the things that you hear on the inside of uh, Porsche is that's not very Porsche. Like mm -hmm. they don't need the, the CEO in Germany to fly to America to tell them that. They've, mm -hmm. they've got that ethos down. They've, they've got a, a structure in place. They've even put some words to it. They've defined what that means exactly. And so you'll hear them say such things. Um, a, more of a compliance culture, you might think of a Soviet-era car. I had the, uh, the pleasure, the privilege of driving in, uh, riding in a Lada, which uh, you, can, you can look those up. Um, my, my uncle lives in Denmark. Uh, he and his family live in Denmark, and they, they had a, a Lada. Uh, so this is a this is even a post, you know, Berlin Wall falling Lada, and still like you know just dumb things like you know it just wasn't very well put together. Also, the heater couldn't be turned off, like <laughs> just at all, and there was no AC. Obviously, that you know that would be oh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but that's nuts. you know, like the, the, that thing was built with compliant employees, not proactive. Uh, you know, committed employees who bought into the brand, right? Right, right. Yeah, here's some vodka drinking guys who, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. And as soon as the whistle, you know, rings, yeah, you don't want to be in the doorway because you're going to get trampled. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, they're not proactively sitting around. How do we make this product better? What can I do to streamline this process? Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's complete compliance. I hear, I serve, I leave, and I do the the. Uh, the minimal amount to keep me from getting fired. Uh, yeah. And, and commitment is, uh, yeah, I do what needs to be done because I believe in what we're doing here. Mm. And, and it's interesting, you know, we, we work with a lot of dealerships and I can tell a commitment versus compliance store just by pulling into the parking lot. I know just when I pull into the parking lot, if it's a, if it's a compliance store, I know whether or not the general manager is there. And so if the general manager is absent that day and it's a compliance store, all right, I look around, I see employee cars and customer parking. I see employees smoking in areas they're not supposed to be smoking in. They're not wearing the right, you know, the, the, the right uh, uniform or outfit for the day. And they always seem surprised. I'll get out of my car, I'll walk up and I'll go, hey, is, uh, is Bob not here today? And they'll go, no, how'd you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're all acting like crazy people. Yeah, like you're doing all this stuff that he that he's made you do when he's there, all right? But if you pull up to a commitment store, a store where I understand the purpose, the cause, I'm engaged, and I, I, I've all bought into it, you have no idea if the boss is there or not, because people are doing everything that's supposed to be done, and whether they're there or not, 
And yeah. so nobody's parking in customer parking. People are wearing the right clothes. They're not uh, doing anything that would create, you know, a bad image for the store. But yeah, it, it's completely obvious. And when you think about the, the lives of those managers, how awesome would it be to be able to leave and, and go to a three-day workshop, to, to go yeah. on vacation and have the place run just like it does when you're there? Yeah, 100%. And, and I, I loved what you were saying. Um, I'll make this brief, but I've got one more automotive story. The, the idea that uh, I believe in what we're doing here, there, there are a number of things that could get you committed. Um, and, and another one is uh, to be treated as an adult, right? Mm -hmm. Like just the fact that you're being treated as an adult. Um, I, I uh, can't remember what book this was in, but uh, in the early 80s, Ford uh, brought uh, a bunch of uh, uh, competitors' cars into an assembly plant and had the, their teams disassemble them. And they, they were amazed to find that there was one car that was completely snap fit. There was, there was no like rubber mallets needed to get the parts to fit together. And of course it was Toyota and, um, and they brought in executives to check it out and they, they reassembled. They were like, no, no, it can't be. And they, they reassembled the car and got it to snap fit. And there was this long, awkward pause. And then one of the executives said, well, the customer will never notice. And everybody said, yeah, 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 not not a problem. We don't have a problem here. Early 80s, folks, early 80s. Right. You know, that that was uh, that was predating the quality is job one uh, kick that Ford had to get on because Toyota so owned the ball game by that point. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that 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 was an example, right? Like compliance, it works. The customer will never notice. But how about committed? You know, like how about making this car as good as it can be? And that was something that, you know, the domestics missed in that in that era. Well, and to have, you know, to, in order to do that, to make that car, you've got to have people who are committed to the cause. That's so, right. Yeah, I, I'm completely right. The, the, the idea of Kaizen where continual improvement to whatever we're working on could always be a little bit better. Yeah. And, and we're open to ideas from anybody on how that yeah. could be. Well, and there then, it is. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, and acting upon those ideas. So, so you're sharing them, yeah. we're acting upon them, and, and we're celebrating the folks who, who do that. And then now you've got people leaning in and, and trying to do the, their, their very best work uh, to give of their discretionary effort. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, you've got incredible market share, incredible profitability, and world domination. <laughs> I, I will let this be the final story, I promise. I know a man who worked at uh, a the biggest Toyota assembly plant, I believe, in the world. And he was middle management and uh, was a good old boy, you know, from the mountains. And, uh, you know, I asked him about some of the quality issues Toyota had in the, what, the early 2000s, I guess, the, the brake issue and so on. And uh, he said things went downhill for a while when the white man took over. <laughs> you know, which was his very nice way of saying we we stepped off of, you know, the 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 system, the Kaizen system, where we honored the employees and and went and sought their uh, input and st tried to stay committed to quality. We we lost that commitment and we suffered for it. But then they got it back, um, obviously, and and he was he retired happy as a clam. So, oh yeah, well, and and you think about the individualistic nature of. Americans and yep. yeah, yeah, you know, you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, so you're the lone entrepreneur, right? We've yep. celebrated that the cowboy out on his horse, uh, you know, it's, yep. 
And uh, yeah, if we allow that to, to permeate our organizations, yeah, we get a whole bunch of strong individuals, but we don't get a team. And yeah. we all know that, that yeah, a, a group of individuals can be defeated by a team or bested by a team That's right. every time. That's right. 100% right. This Even group. mountain men can join the team and be super excited about it. Oh, yeah. So it, yeah. Commitment can happen. Yeah. Sometimes I need to get in the fort with the other guys. That's amazing. So, yeah, think about, uh, right, just just ask yourself, if you're leading the team, um, do you have commitment or compliance? And ask yourself, how well does this place run when I'm not here? And those two things will give you the the signals, uh, you know, and, and point you in a direction that maybe you need to do something different. And if you don't know where to start, I know a couple of guys who can help. <laughs> no doubt. No fun, doubt. fun work. It's really and, fun work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing's more fun than, than building a, a committed team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's just good stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's turn this over to our announcer. Wrap this up. Take it away, Mr. Wolf. And there you have it. Another session of contemporaneous extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No right to reserve, no permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.